Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. We're looking ahead to week 10 against the Houston Texans coming up here and a couple players we want to talk about today that need to elevate their game. Rise to the occasion, if you will. Giants need to play a little bit better. Defense had some struggles down the stretch uh, to close out the bye. And obviously, we couldn't even get through the bye completely healthy with Xavier McKinney fracturing some fingers. Hopefully, he's able to return this season, but that is still very much up in the air. Uh, But nonetheless, this Giants team is very well coached. We can still win games. We have a pretty light portion of the schedule coming up, but no game in the NFL is actually easy. So uh, we're going to have to, you know, fight, fight our butts off and try to win these games with, you know, pure will and heart. And I think the offense has to step up tremendously. And a couple guys we're going to discuss that need to supplement the loss of Xavier McKinney. And that's a humongous loss. That's a pro bowl level loss. You can't really replace him. You can't replicate his stats. You can't replicate the attention that he, like opposing offenses try to avoid um, when it comes to throwing the ball downfield against him. So now we're going to have to see some other guys step up in his absence and make some big plays and hopefully uh, step up and rise to the occasion. But Anthony, before we dive into the first guy here, who's an offensive player, how do you do today, my friend? I am doing great. I am really excited for the second half of the New York Giants season. Of course, starting 6-2, and two, who saw that coming? 4-13 and 13 team, Brian Dable steps in, takes over. Giants are 6-2 and two going into their bye. It's almost like a dream season so far. I can't even believe it's real. Pinch me, Alex. I'm not even sure if I'm living in reality right now. It's crazy. The Giants are 6-2. and two. When was the last time we had the ability to say something like that, that the Giants had that great of a winning record? So I'm really, really hyped for the second half of the season, you know, going ahead, looking towards the playoff race. I was reading about you know where the Giants stand in that wild card race apparently I think a win this week gives them a two and a half win advantage the, the into that wild card spot so hopefully we can keep the ball rolling here keep getting these wins but in order to do that we need a few of these key players to stand up after the bye week and help the Giants continue to win football games yeah I mean winning football games is the essential uh, variable here and you know six and two as you said that's a huge accomplishment for this coaching staff and they are obviously looking ahead to the future now um, with the obvious you know move to not make any deals at the trade deadline uh, you know going and getting a wide receiver might have helped Daniel Jones might have helped the offense but ultimately um, I guess they decided they want to keep that draft capital which is totally fine by me you know it was always a long shot they were going to make a big deal anyway they got their hand involved in some negotiations but nothing really materialized and now we're kind of sitting here like who's got to step up and that number one guy is Kenny Galladay right he's the guy making 16 million dollars that hasn't really done anything in the first two years or at least the first year and a half um, of his tenure with the New York Giants the guy hasn't scored a touchdown in over two seasons which is definitely something that needs to be addressed um, you know just to get some at least a little bit of value out of him he can make an impact right Kenny Galladay isn't going to catch six, seven passes in a game, but he might catch two and three passes, and one of them might be a 50-50 or a physical jump ball or a physical play that he gets 20, 30 yards out of and, and changes the course of a drive or you know, puts them in a position, or maybe he catches a touchdown pass. You know, He's not going to get a ton of targets, but he can definitely uh, make the most of them, that, the ones that go his way. He's only caught two passes this year over four games. He, he obviously didn't play after week four against the Chicago Bears. Only has a 33.3% catch rate, obviously a small sample size. Um, but otherwise, he's been disappointing, to say the least. You know, 22 yards in total this season. Um, you know, the last time he really made an impact was back in 2019 when he had, you know, almost 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns. He made a Pro Bowl that season. But we really signed him to be that version of himself. He's been injured. He hasn't been consistent. We, did not, we didn't see maximum effort from him. 
um, you know, last year or really the start of this year. So if there's anyone that's got to step up and make an impact, it's got to be Kenny Galladay. You know, he showed some spring in his step in practice this week coming off the MCL sprain. Um, you know, he, he is a, a good player. Like objectively, he's a good player. He just does not fit our scheme. He doesn't fit exactly what Mike Kafka and Brian Dable are trying to do. But that doesn't mean he can't leave on a, on a positive mark. And if I was Kenny Galladay right now, I'd be sitting there like, I'm getting cut after this season and I need to go get a, a new, another contract with a new team. He's going to get paid a ton of money and guarantees anyway, um, you know, from the giants moving forward, but why not cash in again? You know what I mean? He has an opportunity here to, you know, really put his best foot forward the rest of the season and maybe leverage that into a second contract with a different team who actually will utilize his, his skill set. maybe a team that needs um, a big possession receiver. Um, so, you know, I could totally see him going to Dallas or something and like just killing us next year. Cause that's how the giant, that thing, how, that's how things go for the giants, you know, like their players that aren't performing well, go to other teams and they play really well. So, you know, ultimately you're looking at Kenny Galladay, but, uh, this is a situation where the giants need to get any value out of him. $60 million is too much for a guy to not be getting any targets, not be making an impact and simply be riding the, riding the pine. Um, and at the very least I want to see hundred percent effort from him. Uh, and that, and I think that's more than warranted at this point in time. So, you know, what are your thoughts on Kenny Galladay, how he can make an impact and why he needs to make an impact going forward? First of all, you are speaking some evil thoughts into the air right now. And you're scaring me, Alex, please calm down. I don't want Kenny Galladay to leave the giants and start dominating with another team. I will literally curl over and throw up for like three hours. If I see that happen, no way. But if that does happen, Kenny Galladay is the ultimate finesser at this point. The scenario that you just laid out there makes sense. He might just go ahead and cash in with another team while still being paid by the New York Giants, which is absurd. This guy has done nothing, and he's getting paid millions upon millions. $17 million is his cap hit this year. And I was reading the other day that the Giants, after placing Xavier McKinney on injured reserve, might have to make some more moves to their roster, which might force them to push some dead cap and rearrange and restructure Kenny Galladay's contract, paying him even more money up front and pushing his money down the road. So he might even be entitled to more guaranteed money from the New York Giants here for doing even less work, but just getting lucky because some other players have gotten injured. This Kenny Galladay contract is a nightmare. It is one for the history books and not on the good side of history. Kenny Galladay has done nothing for the Giants, as I just said, but this year, if he is able to come back across the second half of the season and make some sort of an impact, I'll, I'll be a little bit more forgiving, right? Because the Giants, like I said, making this playoff push, we need all hands on deck. If Kenny Gallick can step in, look at least somewhat like the 2019 version of himself that led the NFL in receiving touchdowns, I'll be pleased. Can we at least get eight games of Kenny Galladay, eight solid games from him? I don't know if it's really possible at this point because we haven't seen it. I mean, he played like, what, to seven total snaps in week two for the Giants? The Giants don't even seem like they want him. They don't even seem interested in utilizing his skill set, whatever that skill set might still be in the year 2022. But I am hopeful that he returns from this injury and can at least go out there and, as you mentioned, make a couple contested catches here and there. Maybe finally get into the blue paint, get into the New York Giants end zone please. I mean, I, it's bizarre to me. 2019 led the NFL in touchdown receptions. Two years with the Giants, zero touchdown receptions. Now, I know a lot of that last year had to do with poor coaching. The offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, now he's not even coaching on Sundays. He's just in a press booth somewhere doing analysis of NFL games, which good for him, but he did a number on the Giants offense last year, and I feel like he really stunted what Kenny Galladay wanted to create here, and now Kenny Galladay, injuries have piled up, it's hard to see what his future exactly will be with the Giants or what it will be with another team, as you mentioned, Alex. But right now, what I do know is that the Giants have another 
slew of games on their schedule here. And we're getting close to that crunch time where the Giants have like four divisional opponents in a row. I think like five of their last six games are divisional opponents. We need our players to step up. Kenny Galladay being one of them, he needs to step up here and start producing, whether that be a clutch first down down the stretch, right? Just a, you know, a clutch play where he can double his receiving yards on the season since he's only received 22 total yards. If he can just make some sort of big play in, in a big moment in any game, then at least we could say we got some sort of value out of him. But right now, we've gotten nothing out of Kenny Galladay. It's time for him to prove that he actually wants to be an NFL player, wants to make plays in an NFL game go out there and help the Giants win some of these games because so far we've gotten by without him we're six and two without Kenny Galladay he's barely played and when he has played he's made zero impact so the Giants don't necessarily need Kenny Galladay to win these games but if we want to win more games and start hanging in there with those ultra competitive teams it would be a big help if Kenny Galladay could go out there and look somewhat like the player that he used to be. So I'm really hoping Kenny Galladay proves me wrong. I know I kind of just ragged on him for the last couple of minutes here, but that's justified because he's done nothing. So hopefully he could start to do something and make me feel a little bit better about the fact that he's on the New York Giants. Yeah, I mean, look, the only thing I want to do right now is get Kenny Galladay one touchdown just so we can say he scored once. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's no way that... I mean, for goodness sake, that would be more than Kadarius Tony ever did, man. I mean, for goodness sake, at least he would tie Andrew Thomas for the most touchdowns. <laughs> you know, like tie our left freaking tackle uh, for touchdowns, man. I mean, this is definitely a guy who should be making a much bigger impact. And he let's let's give him a touchdown and let him walk into the sunset. He can you know walk away knowing he scored as much as our left tackle. And I think that's a uh, freaking embarrassing at the, <laughs> to say the least. But the next player I have in mind here is one we've really discussed a lot in the, in the most recent days. Um, Julian Love. Julian Love's got to step up big the rest of the season, right? Because McKinney, you know, him leaving with the fractured fingers and the ATV accident, somebody's got to fill that free safety spot. It's got to be Julian Love, in my opinion. He's got the green dot. He's going to be calling plays. Um, Julian Love has a ton of value in, in terms of what he can do on defense this season. Um, he's so far, he's played 31 snaps on the defensive line, 150 in the box, 178 at free safety, 80 in the slot, and 25 out wide in the boundary at cornerback. So you're seeing the versatility. You're seeing how this defense likes to move him all around. Um, he has 30, 33 tackles on the year, 13 stops. He's been tremendous in the run game. Really good tackler. Julian Love is a significantly just, uh, he's a significant asset to this defense because he's a very, very sure tackler. And, you know, the Giants have had their fair share of issues when it comes to missed tackles in the past. Um, but he can do everything you want, play in the nickel. You know, right now we're expecting him to play free safety predominantly, holding down that back end of the field. Now, I don't think he has as much, much as the let it has as much athleticism as Xavier McKinney in terms of sideline to sideline speed, but. He's a really smart player. Julian Love is extremely intelligent, really high football IQ. He's really good at determining where the, the ball is going to go. He's really determining, really good at uh, figuring out where to be so he's around the football. And I think that he's going to be a fine free safety for this Giants team. He's not going to be Xavier McKinney, but he's going to be a, a quality starting uh, free safety for us. And I think that's all we can ask from him. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic that he's going to hold it down. He's going to lock it down in the absence of X-Man. But end of the day, it's a huge loss nonetheless. So, you know, what are you expecting from Julian Love? And, you know, he is a team captain. He's a humble guy. He's a leader um, on this team. And I think that, you know, the value that he's going to display over the next couple of weeks is going to really justify the contract he's going to get in addition. Yeah, I'm hyper today. I'm going to go ahead and say the corny saying that I always say when we talk about Julian Love. I love Julian Love, and I love the way that he plays football. He brings a lot to the New York Giants. He's very versatile. He plays every single position in the secondary, and he's a co-captain. Xavier McKinney, 
exiting the lineup. That's a huge deal because he was the Sigma caller and he was one of the captains on defense. But thankfully, one of the other captains on defense, Julian Love, plays the same position and can run the exact same role. He has the skill set to do it. And he has the intelligence and leadership capabilities to be the signal caller. So I have a lot of confidence in Julian Love here to finish out the season, especially if Xavier McKinney isn't able to return to the lineup at any point. As you mentioned, Xavier McKinney, huge loss from the Giants defense. Really hope he comes back strong in the in the final portion of the season. I know he's out at least four weeks, but if he can make it back towards the end of the season, work his way into the lineup for the playoffs, that can be super impactful for the Giants because the way that he and Julian Love play together is what makes the two of them so special. But again, both of them are very talented in their own right. Julian Love working on a contract extension with the New York Giants, and he has earned it. Every time the Giants have been down a man or needed to move someone to a different position, that, that guy is always Julian Love. He's the guy that always steps up and makes that impact. He started games as a rookie. He started games every single year, but now he's a full-time starter, and he still has to move positions and step up for someone in their absence, which is just crazy to me. But he has that ability. He can just move all over the secondary and fill in no matter what. Anytime he's handed a task, he accomplishes it. He completes that task and he does it very well. So Julian Love already has one interception on the year. That ties his career high for each of the last four years. He's always had a one interception. I'm hoping and praying that this is the year he breaks that lock of one interception, gets that second interception. And now that he's playing that full-time starting role that Xavier McKinney was just playing, and we know how many interceptions McKinney has been able to snag in that position, I'm hoping Julian Love can go ahead and get that second interception of the season and set a new career high while continuing to play at a very high level in this slightly different position that he's playing and filling in for Xavier McKinney. It is going to be a little bit different, but nonetheless, he has experience doing it. And the next guy that uh, has to really step up here is a rookie. Now, there's probably a lot of players on the team that have to step up, but the notable ones um, are definitely, you know, kind of injury-based and, uh, you know, long-term injury-based. And Dane Belton's got to now supplement the strong safety role, right? The Giants really like to use that three safety looks, you know, with McKinney, Julian Love, um, and of course, Dane Belton and Belton is a young player, man. He's a rookie He's 20, not even 22 years old yet. He just kind of, he's just legalized to drink, uh, uh, you know, beers in New York city. So as a fourth round pick, the Giants staff really likes him. They said he is a, um, a quick study, you know, really physical guy. He had five interceptions for Iowa last year. Really good in those like shallow to intermediate ranges. Actually against Seattle, he might've had a pick six if it wasn't tipped to the line of scrimmage. Um, I'm not sure. I forget who tipped it. It might've been uh, Dexter Lawrence, but it was going right to him and he was about to take that thing to the house. So maybe a, a unlucky break for him, but he's been a pretty good tackler this year. He's only missed two tackles over 200 snaps. Um, you know, they've used him situationally at times, you know, against Jacksonville, Seattle, he only played 33 snaps, you know, uh, simply because they wanted to get Jalen Smith, Landon Collins a bit more work, and they wanted to kind of stop Kenneth Walker and Travis Etienne, which they really struggled to do. But Dane Belton now has to step in and take a really big role here, um, obviously, with McKinney going down and love moving to free safety. But he's got good speed, good instincts. He's young. And ultimately, this is a rebuilding year. I mean, the Giants have proven that to us with their with their decision-making, their you know deci decision to not make uh, any moves for a receiver at the trade deadline. It is very clear to us that they also agree that it's a rebuild year. So why not give your young guys like Dane Belton more experience, more reps? You know, don't let – I'm not even – I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think Landon Collins should start. Um, and, and get those reps because he shouldn't. It should be Dane Belton because he's the future of this team. He's the future of that safety position. If they do end up losing McKinney or Love one day, hopefully we'll retain all three of those guys. But, you know, I really like him as a young player. Again, physical, 
He's coming off that broken clavicle he sustained over the summer, but he's 100% healthy now. Really, really like him. I think he's a, a puzzle piece of this defense. Um, and the more experience and the reps he can get is only going to help his development and progress even even more and further. So, you know, what are your thoughts on Dane Belton and how he's got to step up and fill that strong safety role in the absence of Julian Love going to free safety? Well, I think that this really highlights the trickle-down effect that Xavier McKinney's injury is having on the Giants' defense. You have to move Julian Love up to his position, and then you have to move someone into Julian Love's position, and that guy has to be Dane Belton. But I like what you mentioned here. It is a rebuild year for the Giants. They've made that clear and obvious through their actions at the trade deadline. They want to stick with the talent that they have and develop the in-house talent that they drafted this season. And one of those guys is Dane Belton, a fourth-round pick who's made a really nice impact. He's been great in coverage for the New York Giants, playing that free safety role, primarily playing when the Giants are in that nickel defense and they have that extra safety on the field. Well, now they're not going to have that extra safety on the field as often because Xavier McKinney is going to be out of the lineup. That could have a severe impact on the Giants defense and the way that they game plan. But at the very least, when they don't have the nickel and they don't have that extra safety on the field, Dane Belton is going to step up into that primary safety role, that free safety role, play alongside Julian Love. And I think he can do more than enough to get that job done. I think he can manage and actually probably excel in this role. Because again, free safeties, they're asked to do a lot in coverage. And Dane Belton's been very good in coverage this year. If you look at the stats, he hasn't allowed any touchdowns and he has a pretty good completion percentage allowed against him. I really like what he's brought to the table. And if you look at his tape back at Iowa, he was a very smart, instinctual, high IQ football player who had a knack for getting his hands on the football. He was a playmaker. And with the New York Giants, I expect him to do exactly that going forward. I think in this expanded role for Dane Belton, he has an opportunity here to start getting his hands on the football. He's done that before. He recovered a fumble, but he can go ahead and maybe get himself an interception and start playing some of his best football of his life. So I really am excited to see what he can do in this expanded role here. Again, Wink Martindale, everything that he's done this year, everything that he's touched has turned to gold. He's been able to develop everybody, get career years out of pretty much every player he's wanted a career year out of. And Dane Belton should be no different. This rookie fourth round pick who's already shown to have some special characteristics and qualities. Wink Martindale is now able to utilize him more, develop his skills more, watch him grow, dude. He's going to be a great player for the Giants over the second half of the season, in my opinion. I'm really excited for Dane Belton to finally have that breakout. I think that breakout game is coming, especially as we have a couple of lesser opponents in the next few weeks here for Dane Belton to really ease into this defense and get used to this full-time role. So let's see what he can do, but I have some pretty high hopes for this rookie. Well, he's very talented, so I'm not surprised you have very high hopes for him. But, you know, those are the primary three guys that come to mind. There are a lot of honorable mentions I'd throw out. Wondell Robinson is a big one. He's got to step up, and he's got to make some uh, some big impacts. Tanner Hudson with the absence of Daniel Bellinger at tight end. He's got to step up and make some plays. Um, defensively, Tay Crowder, you know, or Jalen Smith or Landon Collins, any of those linebackers got to step up and make plays. Um, you know, th th those are the primary ones. I'd say even Fabian Moreau, another guy, he's got a lockdown CB two. Um, you know, on the offensive side, I'd say a Josh Azudu rookie, you know, another fourth round pick at left guard. He's got to step up and, and help supplement the loss of Ben Bredesen for the time being, um, Tyree Phillips until Evan Neal is back. There's so many guys that really got to step up and, and, and showcase their best self. Um, but you know, McKinney's loss is detrimental. And, and I think that, you know, love and Dane Belton have the talent. So I think it's worthwhile discussing them. And Kenny Galladay, obviously from out, we're paying him. The guy should be taking out the trash in addition to putting up a hundred yards and two touchdowns every game. So, you know, I think that, uh, 
this is a situation when the Giants can win games. They just they need to be their best self. Every one of these players got to rise to the occasion. So I'm excited, my friends. We'd love to hear your perspectives below on Kenny Galladay, Dane Belton, Julian Love. Any honorable mentions you have to offer in the comments. As always, make sure to like, subscribe. Much appreciated. Enjoy your Thursday. Have a drink, a beautiful Guinness, maybe. It's that type of the <laughs> that, that weather, that type of uh, time of the year where nice Guinness goes down nice and smooth. So hope you guys enjoy.